I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today is part two of the episode that we had earlier with Navreet Josan. Today we're going to be talking about her life and what competing feels like, because you know there is so much to learn. She is a professional athlete competing in bodybuilding competitions. Now, when you're training at that level, there are so many emotions that take place. There are so many focuses where your goals are and 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 where your intentions are. I want to understand what that been like because I've seen her go through wins, go through losses, and I've seen her go through these mental shifts that take place. And it's amazing how she bounces back. So I was so curious to have her on the podcast and share this with everyone because I I personally feel that failure is the only way to succeeding. And if you don't fail, you can't succeed. So what is the process through that? Navreet, welcome. Hi, Ashton. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So, you know, we were talking about competition and we were talking about competing and we were talking about winning. If I say the word competition, what are the thoughts that come to your mind quickly without thinking? I think the moment you say that there is um, excitement, adrenaline, right. yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the three keywords that come to my mind straight away. A okay. lot of fun. Discipline, yeah, I adrenaline. thrive yeah, yeah it's almost like a butterflies in your stomach, that excitement that comes when you think about the competition. Absolutely. And have you always been somebody who is competitive by nature? Yes. And uh, before the bodybuilding stuff, you were doing other forms of competition as well? Well, in school, yes. I hmm. used to compete a lot in all the sports events. Um, and I think that's where it's so important the way we are brought up by our parents. It definitely you know, kind of dictates your habits. So for me, I was always uh, participating in competitive sports. And um, the fact that I get to do it now as well, while having a job, it's just so much fun and gives me something to work on and look forward to and build for myself other than work. Superb. So when, when we're thinking about competition, right, there is practice, you know, people say you win off the battlefield, not on the battlefield. Right. You win in your training, not in exactly. your competing. Okay, mm-hmm. right? So Navreet, let's take everybody on this journey in your competitions, right? Like how was the first right. competition? Then how was the second competition? And what are, what is this competition like? How is the feeling? You know, what are those moments like? Right. It is absolutely thrilling. The fact that mm-hmm. you prepare for it for months, even a year sometimes, and then everything gets over in a few minutes. It's just mm. insane, right? Mm. So the the rush, that whole excitement, and also all of us train to win, right? But you mm. don't know what's going to happen. So those few moments when you're on stage, it's such a great feeling, you know, just to see your hard work come through. And also the fact that I, I think one thing I realized as I trained throughout the years is that mm. you have to win in your mind first before you go ahead and win on stage, right? So how were you looking before, like let's say last year versus how you're looking this year? So if you're looking better, it's already a win for you anyway. Right now, let's talk about the win on stage. So when I started competing and I gave myself only four months to prep for the competition and I went for it, I stood fourth, which it's actually really hard to place in top five. So I was 
really, really happy that I stood for a fourth. Then I would, from there on, this was 2013, I started competing every year and my placing starting get, getting better. Okay. But then I came second, I came first, then I won overall uh, as well. Yeah. And uh, eventually in 2017, I won my IFBB Pro Card, which is basically when you join... Earlier, you compete in the amateur category. And once you win a pro card, you join the pro league where it's like the best of the best in the world in your sport that you compete against. So once I started competing in that, then I, uh, again, it's like restarting your journey because you got, everybody looks great, right? So from there on, uh, I started competing and I have, and I wasn't placing as well. So... Even like earlier as an amateur, there were times when I wouldn't place as well as I expected to. And I have to, I don't know, like I think this is something maybe I have to give it to my parents or uh, my amazing mentors. I have never dwelt on that so much. Like my coach would always say, okay, you want to cry, you want to feel bad, do it for 24 hours. Beyond that, you're not going to do that because it's only going to hamper the progress that you would have made after that. So I've always had that mindset. I First of all, when you're competing in a sport like this where it is so subjective because it's not like they're looking for your biceps to be a certain inch or it's just the whole look. And one day they would like somebody else and another day they might look like another type of look. So you cannot... Put yourself like you cannot go into feeling sad and depressed based on how you place. So I think that's something that the sport taught me as well is just to go on stage, have a good time because all the work that I had to do is done now. Right now it's time to get on the glam, get on stage, have fun, make amazing friends, learn from each other and just enjoy that moment that you worked so hard for. And from there, you look at what the learnings are and the feedback that you get from the judges. Of course, sometimes it hurts like hell. Like, oh my God, I trained so hard for this and I didn't even place. But it's okay. It's really okay. Like if you look at how far you have come and the potential that you have, I think if you look at the person who is winning, never think that you can never get there. Because sometimes when you look at their journey, you don't know how long they have been training. You don't know where they started from and everybody starts from somewhere. So always, I think, stay in your lane, look at your competition, study them really well. Very important. Um, See what they are doing well. Include that in your training and see if that's working from you. But never get spiteful or never, you know, dwell on feeling sad or disheartened for too long. Just move on. And, And from there, I promise you it's such a good feeling and you always progress from there so that has been my mindset like yes I've cried a lot you know if I've if I've lost like once my last competition I didn't face and it was I felt really bad like I howled for like maybe 20 minutes and then it's done that's it you know then you get back back to the drawing board new plan new everything and you start smashing your goals so that's been my mindset honestly I feel it's been an asset to the way I feel and develop my mindset as an athlete because I spend less time brooding on what went wrong and why I didn't do it and spending more time on moving ahead so many things to decode here okay the first thing I want to decode is the training is going to be hard and the competition is going to be short so when you're in the competition, just enjoy yourself, right? Absolutely. You've already put in all the hard work. 
now during the competition let loose enjoy yourself and that's going to possibly give you the best chance of success because now you're not actually focusing on anything you're going to be working through your subconscious mind through the motions and that's going to be far better through the whole competition process one the second important thing you were talking about was understanding that it's okay to howl it's okay to cry it's okay to feel bad when you don't necessarily get the expectations you had go through the process but then right. say now what next and the now what next is the winners mentality because the now what next means that you've chosen to improve if you go back to saying that you know no point no point you have not chosen to improve right so howl feel bad but then say up kya what next Absolutely, and then take yes. the next step towards it the third most important thing i found from this conversation was observe the winners see what they're doing right see what they're doing wrong don't compare yourself to the winners because you might be comparing a four year journey with a 10 year journey Absolutely. and that is not a fair comparison for yourself right so understand what the winners are doing right saying that i will get there slowly i'll get there slowly i'll get there slowly you have to just trudge along to that point and understand that once you get there champion right so absolutely focus yes. on those steps going through now yes and i was just going to add that this is hmm. something that you can apply to your any aspect of your life like let's say even relationships right hmm. let's say if any if you've had a bad relationship you want to not spend i know it's easier said than done but not spend so much time brooding over it because the amount of time you waste on whether it's something related to work just have that mentality to learn from it give yourself a little bit time to feel the emotions you know and that's it when it's next day you're going to go through it but don't hang in there too long and focus yeah. more on moving ahead and the happiness it will give you and how you will feel is going to help you move forward correct focus on the happiness that's going to be coming Absolutely. and you know in fact that, that that goes well with the the question that i had next which was when you won your first competition how did mm-hmm. you feel amazing honestly like when i won fourth i was like i won fourth <laughs> you know i wanted to win mm. first but later on my coach told me do you know what it means to win top 5 mm. so it felt really good honestly mm. and i think that's where like i had some really tough coaches as well like really tough masters who taught me that don't get all like you know um swayed by your success come enjoy it party hard and come back to okay what next how do i get to the next level correct you know that's what i wanted to come to because whether you win or you lose the process after that point is exactly the same you either Absolutely. cry your eyes out or you yeah. party your legs out right exactly. and then you go into okay now what what is the next now step what, yeah. what is the next exactly. what is the next step? yes correct and that is the beauty of this whole competition it doesn't matter whether you won or whether you lost the emotions are there but after that what do what happens next is the most important thing when it comes to competing and looking at what's going to happen how do i tweak my plan a little how do i improve it and that changes everything so Absolutely, it's not about winning yes. it's not about losing of course that feels damn good but it's the journey and the steps 
Yeah. And that's what I would encourage your uh, listeners to take from this is just the essence of what we just spoke about, you know? Mm. Yeah. Like don't dwell on the success or the loss or your defeat too long. Feel the emotions, learn from it and go, what next? Yes. You know, I've had many failures in my life and I remember this Earlier on, I would dwell on my failures for so long that I would never start up again, correct? And then recently in the past, I've had many successes in my life. And then I would dwell on my success for so long that I never started up again. It was understanding that both success and failures are just one aspect. But the starting up again is important because if complacency sets in, you know, oh, I won, now who's going to touch me? Ha, ha, ha. You know, like as soon as that sets in, you're lost. You've immediately lost because at a competition, at a competitive level, people are always trying to level up. And if you're not going along with that flow or you're stagnant, game over. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's already going to be somebody who's better than you. So mm-hmm. never, you just don't know. Like, I know there's a saying that there's always someone who's working harder than you, right? So yeah. you cannot get complacent. You know, you have to mm-hmm. stay on the game, but also know that the hardships that you go through are the hardships they go through as well. Lovely. You're not alone in this, right? Mm, I remember somebody coming to me the other day and saying, you know, I'm going through this, I'm going through this. I was like, but you realize that there are 35 other people also doing the same thing. They're also going through the same thing. And we never think about it. We just think that, you know, it's our burden to bear, not knowing that so many others are going through the same. Love it. Love it. All right. Superb. Now, what was your biggest learning from making that jump to pro, from amateur to pro? What were the three things that you took out? Because from amateur to pro, it was you're very serious about what you're doing. You're enjoying right. the process, but you're still an amateur. Right? right. Now, when you went on this world stage where you're now considered pro, right. you're starting from the bottom. Now, yeah. how does that journey take you? And what did you learn from that? Hmm. Right. I think that whole switch from once you go from being an amateur to a pro, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it because mm. it's it's like you're representing the sport in your country and you're representing the pro category and what it looks like, right? And that is a big responsibility. So that was one, uh, which kind of ties in beautifully to the second point is that Learning to maintain that shape and, okay, you don't have to be that lean or that shredded throughout the year, but dominating your sport throughout the year is very important and always working towards it and looking in great shape. And that, again, like I said, doing that throughout the year, it does take discipline. And again, I'm going to reiterate, it doesn't mean looking lean throughout, but it means looking in shape throughout the year without having an immediate goal. Mm. So that is the second one. And the third one has been, it's actually been an evolution for me as an athlete as well, is Mm. making this a part of my life and not like, oh, I have to work out today. No, it is just something that I do. It is. And that is so true, Ashden. I, I maybe like it might be a little bit hard for someone to relate to this, but I'll really try and break it down. When I don't work out, when I don't do my nutrition right, when I don't do things that 
I have been told to do by my coach. They are so much a part of my life now that if I don't do it, I don't feel like I'm being myself. I feel like I feel a little out of place, you know. So that has been a major, major shift for me, which I'm really thankful to the sport for. Superb, you know. So one of the big changes was that it went from something that was happening that you enjoyed to something that became a part of your life. And I exactly. Think that shift yes. was a huge one. Right. Yes. Spending four hours of the day in the gym, two hours in the morning, two hours in the evening is not something that you know. You can't say it's a small part of your life when you're spending that much time doing something like that. Right. And like you're saying, it's not just about the last three months or the last six, four months before you start your competition. It now has to become something that you're doing every single day. Exactly. And like I take I take it very seriously that there are a lot of people that would look up to me for. Um, you know like what the category looks like or especially like the younger girls and i think for a lot of people i'm sure there's so many people that look up to you so Correct. you want to you want to represent the best of yourself for yourself and for them as well beautifully put you know like for me understanding this change from pro to amateur uh, from amateur to pro is so important because it happens in all aspects of our life especially right. if we have a side hustle especially if we have mm. a hobby that we're interested in earning through you know right. it comes to a point where you're now spending 2 hours a day 3 hours a day on it and bef- when you take that next leap to becoming professional that means you start earning from it or you take right. it to a next step where you start a business from it that yes. means now your entire identity shifts and it, it i'm i'm not uh reet who who is an amateur doing it but now i'm reet who's a professional doing it it's a large part of my right. discourse there and and it's like it's like this podcast it's like the habit coach right when it started off it was it was a passion project it was something that happened on the side but yeah, now yeah exactly great example hmm. right it is the same jump that you have to make and when you make that jump you have to level up all aspects of your life in the process and right. i encourage people to make this jump because it teaches you so much you know just taking that seriousness making your happy, making your passion project or your hobby something into something bigger that you thought it was it's a beautiful feeling altogether amazing and for me i feel that a lot of um, people don't tap into what they are capable of you know uh, i'm for me this is going to be something i'm always going to look back on and go like wow i did that you know or wow yes. because my work is always going to be there but this is something it's just special and i it's something that i do for myself and something that i feel very proud of you know and mm-hmm. it's when i talk about milestones this is always going to be a milestone for me in my life i love it what are your wow i did that moments you know wow i look back at life and i did that moment and having those are beautiful and you know right. listeners if you don't have them start creating them now and start creating more of them even if you do right because we want to think about these kind of moments that we've done and look back on superb Absolutely. i'm loving this all right what does winning mean to you quick without thinking hmm No without me, thinking. Yeah 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 okay okay. Uh, <laughs> you got me there. Uh, I think winning uh, to me is um getting to Ah uh, you got me there. <laughs> I need mm. to I need to I need to put my thoughts together. 
don't uh, no uh, don't put your thoughts together just what comes to your mind when you say winning whatever it is bolo okay winning to me it is um happiness it is enjoyment it is discipline it is hard times it is good times it is setting amazing goals and uh, living a life that is meaningful hmm. okay what is failure quickly without thinking failure is learning hmm failure is learning ek mm-hmm. cheez Huh? Yes. Winning was part. Winning was celebration, <laughs> feeling good, happiness. Failure is learning, but failure. Okay, right? all right. No, no, failure no, is important. Failure because is learning, if you yeah. if you condense it down to that one aspect, failure equal to learning, then it doesn't haunt you for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. It's don't run away from it. Embrace it. Learn from it, but don't let it go for a waste. you know learn from it apply it so that you don't do it again okay i have a very teda question for you okay you this one you can think about mm. okay if you do become the best in the world at this sport mm. right and i know you will when you do become the best in the world in this sport do you think it would be something that you want to achieve or something that you don't want to achieve i definitely want to achieve that Hmm. Why? Right. I definitely want to achieve that. Hmm. So Navreet, in this whole process, right, of competing, winning, failing, competing, winning, failing, what are the roles of your support system? So, what are the roles of your friends, of your family, and how would you want them to be part of this with you? That's a great question again, Ashton. It is so important, but I feel that at some point there are few aspects of it that you cannot control. So let's talk about the immediate ones, like your family. Uh, most importantly, very important. I think it just becomes a lot more easier when they are on board with your goals, because that whole thing of trying to explain and fighting against, you know, you going one side and them. discouraging you becomes so much of a battle that you cannot focus on what you have to do and for me i was very lucky to have that obviously it took a little bit time for my parents to understand that i'm not going to eat roti and rice and parathas every day and i will have my oats and eggs you know and chicken and fish and grilled food and salads Mm-hmm. but they came through it took a little while right it took a little while for them to see that oh my god like why are you getting so thin you know uh-huh. but when they saw me on stage they understood it right so when going back to your question how important it is it's extremely important so that you can focus on your goals and not have to fight and explain all of that and let them know that this is something that you're doing for yourself but saying that in the indian culture it's not very easy a lot of times because our parents feel that you should eat everything and uh, why are you eating that and it's not right so it is a little bit balance between being stubborn about your goals and alongside helping them understand and influencing them and inspiring them so that their habits change as well so that's and how should they support you during your winnings and your losing or your winnings yeah, and I your failures your winnings and your losses yeah absolutely yeah i think in terms of winnings obviously that whole uh, you know having them there with you hmm. 
you know, especially when you're doing competitions, if they are able to attend your competitions and be there for you, there's nothing. I That, that happened to me when I won pro. And mm. for me, my parents never uh, had the chance to travel with me when I was competing in the U.S. But uh, when the pro shows came to India and I competed and I won my pro show in India, my mom and my sister were there in the audience. And it was such a great feeling. So for them to just include them in your world a little bit. So yeah. very important. Yeah. And um, when you lose, I think it's so important to have your loved ones with you. We all uh, deal with losing differently. For me, I like mm. to have people I love around me and uh, you know if they're there for me it just helps and I am able to cruise through those tough moments a lot more better having your friends there as well so I think them saying things like oh you know like don't worry like you were the best and everything Sometimes that can be a little bit more superficial because sometimes you know that that wasn't the case. And okay, maybe, you know, you there are things you need to work on. But I think just a lot of honesty from their side, like whatever they feel, just be honest with how you feel, you know, and uh, be there with them. Be positive. Don't say things that you don't mean. Say things mm. that you like. My mom would say that you're always going to be my winner, you know, or look at how, how far you have come or things like that. So those go a long way. Yes. Mm. So those are good things. You'll those always are, be my yeah. winner. Look how far you've come. Those are good things to say. Yes, right? exactly. Mm. Mm. You were the best. I don't know what they did wrong. Not good no, no, not good things because that's not the mm. right way. And uh, mm. maybe you had some things that you needed to work on and it just seems unrealistic. And maybe they're saying yeah. that just to make you feel good. And it makes you more angry then. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. such an important learning for everyone. And for me as well, right? How do you support people during Duke and Sukha for happiness yeah. and sadness? Yeah, right? and, exactly. And many people don't necessarily know how to do that. And in fact, uh, the yeah. episode coming out before this was an empathy. And an empathy masterclass. And I was like, right. learning empathy is so important because how are you going to be there for somebody? Especially somebody exactly. competing at your level. How can friends be there for you? How can family be there? Yeah. I think for me, it's going to be whatever sport you're into or whatever that you are uh, competing in. I would say that make your like your boyfriend, your husband, your family a part of it to some extent. Mm-hmm. They might not relate to your sport that much, but just including mm-hmm. them and making them a part of like them knowing what your world is like is yes. really important so that they are better able to support you when that happens. Because from uh, with my mom, it will be things like, okay, like no worries, you know, let's get back and talk to your coach, see what you need to do, you know, and you've been so disciplined all throughout. I know you can do it, you know? So just having me a lot of positivity, like genuine positivity. How lovely. Yeah. And, and and all this is not just from a sport perspective, because many people might be listening who are not into sport. It comes into life. Right. You yeah, exactly. That you were preparing for. You had something in your business that you're working towards, right? All sorts of times in life, there'll be ups and downs. And at that point of time, how you support somebody else and how somebody else supports you is going to be Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the beauty of sport. Any sport is you can apply all those principles that you learn to everyday life. Beautiful. Amazing. I love this conversation about competition, about winning, about failing, because it is a stepping stone to whatever it is that you want to do in life. All this part of the process. Correct? You can't be just, 
to have a winner you have to have somebody who is losing and that's part of life and to understand that to realize that there's going to be a tomorrow that you're going to be approaching and you shift your mindset towards saying now what ab kya yeah and exactly just get stuck on the winning or stuck on the losing superb i love this navreet anything that you want to leave our listeners with any thoughts that were that we have not covered in your mind no that's it i would say that um, if you guys want to learn more about it's it's a, if any of you are interested in reading it would be nice if you you can always look up some podcasts or books on athletes mm. and learn their mindsets that Lovely. would uh, yeah those would be a good place to start and i'm sure you will be able to apply things that they go through in extreme to your general life as well like you don't really have to look look like a bodybuilder you don't have to do things like a bodybuilder but you can learn from their habits the way they uh, you know work towards their goals how they plan everything the discipline mm. and inculcate it in your own life in your own way superb you know in fact people should follow you should see what you are doing every day learn from that as well how can people you know follow you get in touch with you what is the best way of doing that so i am active on instagram that's the platform i'm the most active on my instagram handle is lil rocket it's l i l r o c k e t so that's where i try and uh, share all aspects of my fitness and food and everything i do have a separate makeup page as well uh, which is linked in the bio for that okay super thank you so much for doing this podcast i think people are going to find it immensely useful thank you everyone for listening navreet thank you so much always a pleasure thanks ashton bye bye thank you bye if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on social media we are at ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me i am ashtin doc on twitter and instagram you can find lots more information on my website awesome180.com or check out different content on my youtube channel called awesome180 that's awesome180